Open the Word of God with me this morning, please, to John chapter 5. We'll step ahead a few chapters in the Gospel of John to the fifth chapter. There is a terrifying passage in the Word of God found in the 20th chapter of Revelation where it says in the 15th verse, Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, and this is the second death. But prior to that 15th verse, Revelation chapter 20 and verse 6 says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Upon such the second death shall have no power. Let me show you the first and the second resurrections in John chapter 5, beginning at verse 24. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is past from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Amen and amen. Amen. We have two resurrections here. There is a spiritual resurrection in verse 25. There is a physical bodily resurrection in verses 28 and 29. I started with verse 24 because it explains the results of that first resurrection, which is being born again. A spiritual resurrection from death unto life. When our first parents sinned in the Garden of Eden, they died. Paul said, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Ephesians chapter 2. It is truly a resurrection. But verse 24 tells us that when someone heareth God's word, present tense, and believeth on him that sent Jesus Christ, present tense, he has everlasting life, present tense. He shall not come into condemnation in the great day of judgment, future tense, but is passed from death unto life, perfect tense, meaning the action of passing him from death unto life, which is the resurrection, was already perfected by the present tense. It was already a done action, finished action, called a perfect tense in our language. Then Jesus goes right on to explain how does this take place? By the voice of the Son of God. Jesus Christ says, live, and men live. He speaks the powerful, life-giving word of life. In Him was life. And He speaks that life. And it's a wonderful point of doctrinal distinction that we embrace in this church, and we're very thankful for it, to look at that 25th verse 
and to realize that that is a resurrection because the dead hear the voice of the Son of God and live. Now, He doesn't ask them if they want to live, and He doesn't ask them if they want to come forth. He didn't ask Lazarus. He didn't say, Hey, Lazarus, you and I have been good friends for a long time. You and your two sisters are three of the people that I love on earth. What do you think? Do you like it where you're at? Or do you want to live? There was nothing like that. It was, Lazarus, come forth. It's a life-giving voice. And the parallelism of the Word of God right here with this resurrection in verse 25 and the resurrection in verses 28 and 29 prove that exclusively, that it's the voice, the life-giving voice of Jesus Christ. Because verse 28, Jesus said, marvel not at this, this spiritual resurrection power that Jesus Christ had given to him by God is something that would cause marvel. But don't marvel at this, because there's another demonstration of his life-giving power coming in the great day of judgment, the day of resurrection. I'm I'm at verse 28, For the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. The decayed, musty, corrupted, worm-eaten bodies of all men, both the righteous and the wicked, will be raised by the life-giving voice of the Son of God. And they shall come forth. Now the vast majority of them will not want to come forth. He's not asking them, would you like to come up to the general judgment and receive your eternal destiny formally? pronounced against you. He just calls them up. And so all bodies of the wicked and the righteous come forth. They shall come forth. They that have done good. This is one of the hundreds of references in the New Testament that teach that the evidence of eternal life is good works. They that have done good under the resurrection of life and they that have done evil under the resurrection of damnation. They both come up at the same time. There's only one resurrection coming. and All bodies will be re- reunited with their spirits and shall stand before God and receive the final pronouncement of their eternal destiny. And so by looking at verses 28 and 29, we can see that it is the power of the voice of the Son of God that gives life to dead bodies to come forth. And therefore, by the parallelism of these two resurrections being compared and contrasted, we have in verse 25 that it is also the life-giving power of the voice of the Son of God. In neither case does God use preachers preaching about the Son of God. In both cases, it's the Son of God and His voice only. Preachers aren't going to assist Him in the great day of resurrection when all the bodies come up out of the cemetery, and neither do they assist Him in the day of regeneration or the first resurrection. Because they cannot reach the dead soul. They cannot create. They cannot give life. And that's what we will be studying this morning in John chapter 1. And that is being born again. What a privilege it is. Let me read to you Revelation 20 and verse 6 again. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death shall have no power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let us pray. Holy Father, we adore Thee. Almighty God, Creator of heaven, the earth, the sea, and all that in them is, 
we bless thee. We humble ourselves before thee. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. We thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that our names are written in the book of life, and that you have, by the power of the Holy Spirit, regenerated us, lifting us up from death in trespasses and sins by the life-giving voice of the Son of God, so that when we have heard the joyful sound of the gospel, we believed it, we obeyed it, we thank the Heavenly Father that peradventure it was in thy perfect will to grant us repentance unto the acknowledging of the truth. And we thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, if it were not for your eternal legal, and vital grace, we would not believe at this hour. We would still be rebel enemies in our minds and in our hearts. We would not care for the things of heaven, nor the things of truth, nor anything about thee. We would be set in our ways to follow our own lusts. And we thank thee for saving us from ourselves. We thank thee for saving us from the depravity of our hearts and our minds. Heavenly Father, today in our assemblies we ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon us. We have already prayed this morning among the men that you would send your Spirit upon the preacher, upon the hearers, and to fill our assembly and to bless us in witnessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that that is the ministry of the Holy Spirit to testify of your Son. And we pray that you will make that testimony loud in this house and plain to our understanding, and that you will convert us further, that we might be conformed more perfectly to the perfect image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. We assemble in thy house, the temple of the living God, the house of of the thrice holy God, and we ask you to forgive us of our sins, our foolishness, our carnality, our worldliness, the weakness of our flesh, have mercy upon us, O Lord. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that we have the hope of eternal life through the perfect life of the Lord Jesus Christ and not our own righteousnesses, for they are but filthy rags in Thy sight. And we we despise them as You despise them. O Lord, we know that we are frail, but we pray for strength this day. Heavenly Father, We pray for your servants and your saints in every place where they call upon your name in sincerity and in truth, both in this nation and around the world. Bless them. Let the word of God have free course and be glorified, and let it not return unto thee void. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for this great nation in which you have chosen that we would be born and be able to live We thank Thee that we have freedom to come into this place today and worship Thee according to Thy Word, without fear of reprisal, punishment, or any other consequence. We thank Thee. We pray for our rulers. We supplicate Thee. We beseech Thee. We intercede for them. For most of them will not be calling upon Thee this day for wisdom, but we do it on their behalf, that You will bless our rulers, that they will continue to lead and guide and protect us, your people, called by your name in this nation, that we may continue to lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word. Without it, 
we would be a ship in a storm at sea without rudder or compass. But we thank Thee for Thy precious Word. It is a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. And we do take heed to it this day, and we love its every word. And we thank Thee for every word in it. And we pray that You will help us to rightly divide every word, that we might know the truth that You have given to us. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father. We bless Thee and praise Thee for the life that You've given, the light that comes because of the life and the light in your word. And we pray that today they will combine together by the power of the Holy Spirit to bear much fruit in our lives. We wait upon thee. We trust thee. We beg thee. Help us this day, O Lord. Unite our hearts individually to fear thee and to love thee and to love thy word. And unite our hearts together that we with one mind, one heart, and one voice will worship thee in this place. For we ask these things in that name which is above every name, before which every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord, even the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.